Hello and welcome back to another edition of our Power BI Monthly Digest. And here we are in the month of Petardos. Pew, pew. Also known as July. Yeah, fireworks, fireworks, <laughs> you know, that's what we're going with. Yeah, my name is Devin Knight and I'm here with... Manuel Quintana. And we have uh, maybe a smaller update this month, but you know, still some good things here to take still, a look at. Still, Yeah, still. yeah. Good things, small packages. Good things and small packages. I like the fireworks to start us yeah, off. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. How are we going to kick off this month? Certainly. We like to always kind of go right and kick you off in the reporting side of things, kind of the, the more transparent element. We always yeah. start in that reporting canvas area. So we have some additional items, really some fun things, kind of in that realm of, you know, when you think about the concept and idea of like stoplight reporting, right. that kind of key, those elements, KPIs, right, those kind of key terms. We have something that's been introduced that we can leverage that element in a very traditional visual and Power BI. Yeah, we've been seeing some changes throughout on the conditional formatting. Yes. Uh, conditional formatting is a fairly new feature in general, but they've been adding new things and new elements yeah. to it continuously. And so this is back to the more traditional conditional formatting, conditional formatting on a measure. Yes. Uh, but now we have, like you said, kind of that red light, green light, KPI type thing yes. we can do here. So let's go ahead and jump right into the demonstration here. We're going to take a look at how you can apply conditional formatting on a table or matrix. Absolutely. All right, so our example right here, I already have a pretty simple table in here. I'm not trying to make it too overly complex because I really just want to focus your attention in on the new conditional formatting capabilities. Gotcha. So I have a basic table here. When I select the table, you can see that I do have a measure over on the right-hand side. And on that measure, I can expand it and I can add conditional formatting to it. So, okay. so far, so good. It's normal. Ah, but there's something new. There it is. Yeah, so you have the same ones we've had in the past. Yeah. You can do background color, font color, data bars. But the new icons. one. Icons. I did yeah. not see icons before. You can see it here now. Okay. Yeah. So now you can actually bring in icons into your table or matrix. So if I select icons here, it's going to launch open a new window here where it's already set to format by rules. So you can, of course, format by field value and kind of point it to another value you want to base it off of. But in this case, we're able to now bring in icons. You can see them here on the right-hand side. Looks very similar to a KPI. It does. It does. You can also specify where you want the icon to appear. So you can see icon layout here. You can say you want it left of the data, or maybe you don't want the data. You just want the icon only. Okay. okay. Or maybe to the right of the data. And you can tell how do you want to align the icon. And then it's giving you some defaults as far as how to... Uh, measure those thresholds here as well. So it's going to start with everything from 0% to 33% will be red, from 33 to 37 is yellow, and well, 37... Hold, hold your horses oh. there, Mr. Oh. Knight. Did you catch something? You keep saying percent as though yeah. it's been in my life this whole time. Yep, you mm -hmm. caught it. I just was going to race over it, and you caught my it. Goodness. Yeah. So this is absolutely new. So Manuel's noticed here that the percentage piece is mm. something that you couldn't do nice. previously. But now when you're doing the conditional formatting within measures, you can specify whether you want it to be based off of a percent or to be based off of a hard-coded number in here. So you get to kind of choose which you would right, like to go with. And in this case, it defaults to a percentage and it's kind of given us these thresholds ahead of time. That's great. I mean, that definitely falls in line with the idea of KPIs. Pretty regular to go on that kind of idea of percentages. So right. I like that this is being added in here as well. Absolutely. And then, of course, like you said, you'll be able to see you can change the indicators here. So if I wanted to oh. use a different sort of indicator, you have a lot of options here. Maybe I like the X, the exclamation point, and the check. You can certainly do that. So you do have some options in here. And there's even some uh, notes where you can customize this and go further. Or if you really wanted to make your own kind of custom indicators in here, there's even some capabilities of doing that. I'd oh. check out the documentation for this feature in this month's mm. updates to learn more about that. We're going to have fireworks. Yeah, we're going to have some fireworks, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so I've changed the indicators here. I'll go ahead and hit OK. And as I do that, you'll see those indicators appear here 
within side of our table. Super simple to do, super yes. easy, simple to add. Awesome. Uh, if we had a hierarchy here where we wanted to drill into certain levels, it would apply that to the other levels of our hierarchy as well. That's great. I mean, sometimes I kind of see where, uh, sometimes I've actually seen where people do maybe like layering of visuals. Yeah. You might like stretch out a matrix and give room and like add in your own visuals. Right. Like a, like a card or something like that. Like very interesting methods on how to add these images inside of Power BI. So it's great that it's, Built in now. A lot easier now. Oh, yeah, easy, easy to do, easy to do. So the next thing I think, what are we looking at next? We have another visual. Um, this one's still in preview. Uh, it's, you know, been getting a lot of attention when you see these things around AI and all these elements. Yeah. We keep seeing the kind of this term for the key influencers visual. Right. It's been around for a couple iterations now of the Power BI releases, but still in preview. Right. Another capability has been added into it now, a very important one. Um, some of you, when you started to use this, may have immediately okay. tried to um, go and put in a measure, and you found out right off the bat that you were getting blocked off from leveraging right. that, and that is no longer the case. Yeah. So if you mm -hmm. have measures, like you're trying to analyze profit margin or something like that, you should be able to now use those measures within inside of the key influencer visual. So let's take a look. Perfect. All right. So we'll flip over to our demo here, go to sure. page two, and I'm going to bring in the key influencer visual right here. And we'll give it some space here so we can see what we're working with. And I'm going to go into Internet Sales and we'll bring in our measure. So I'm going to bring in the sales amount measure that we have right here. And you can see now we can actually nice. analyze what was the influence of sales amount increasing. This is basically where the stop sign was put up for us. We just just hitting that check mark. We had have issues. Right. Exactly. Now, like that, like bring another color, uh, uh, product attributes like the color. And see, okay. it looks like products that were red and silver were more popular or more likely to be purchased than products that were <laughs> multicolored, not available, or white. And so okay. you actually have some features in here. You can say, well, I just want to focus on the ones that did have uh, more influence to purchasing. Or if you want to see everything, you can, of course, uncheck this to see the whole lot of them. So pretty cool. New little feature, small add-in, but it gives you now the ability to look at measures. All right. So the last kind of hands-on demo that we're going to look at sure. is uh, kind of on the transform side. We haven't had a lot we in the transform section. We haven't gone to the Power Query Editor in, man, it's been a while. But yeah. we've got something new on the uh, M side of things. Yeah, so uh, you know what? Let's just jump into it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just jump you in. you got to so. kind of see this to uh, kind of witness it. Yeah. The key is in looking um, how it's read. So you understand exactly what this is for, but it's a new opportunity with transformations of a column to split it. Right. All right. So right. the official name of this one, split by positions. The key is that little extra S at the end. You get to actually use a comma separated list of values, numeric values with a zero start index mm -hmm. um, and say where we want various different splits to occur. Yep. So depending on the scenario, depending on the data you're working with, um, I find this pretty, it could be pretty impactful as far as for numeric columns where you don't have standardized delimiters, right? right. I, I still feel like if you have a delimiter, you know it's always going to be hyphens, forward slash, backslash, whatever it is, I still feel like that's the better way to yeah. go because that can yeah. move. Right. But if you know every time that the four, the front four numbers is something that you need, it's going to be a great thing and you could split it up. And that's what, exactly what we're going to do in this demonstration, right? Yeah, let's do it. So let's just jump right in. We're going to go to our Power Query Editor as we we're talking about. And you may already be familiar with the ability to do the split by capabilities or the split column functionality with inside of Power Query. But what we're going to do is I want to say that I want to take my due date here and I can see that the due date has what really looks like the year, the day, and the month. Mm -hmm. parsed together here are really all smushed together together into one single value. And what I'd like to do is I want to split that up into the year, the month, the day. And this is not uncommon, right? This could be like in this case, this is uh, known as a smart key. Right. Right. We can see what the underlying value means, but it is still a unique identifier. But we could then 
make it so that we can extract valuable information here. Absolutely. So pretty simple to use once you kind of think through and you you gave the key that the key to everything you said was notice the S in yeah. positions. So the way that you'll use this is you'll select a column, you'll go up to split by column and you'll do by positions. And again, the emphasis on the S because you're going to actually provide to it multiple positions in a comma separated list of how you want it to appear. So if you want to bring back the very first character, it's kind of a zero ordinal idea here where you would actually tell it, bring back the first position would be identified with a zero. Then if I want the next position, it would be, let's say I want to get the next four characters, I'd say four. And then you're you're, you're not telling it the number of characters, but it's the positions. So I would say, get me back the sixth position here. And everything after that should be a column as well. Yes. So if I hit OK on this, it's going to now split that into three columns, one with the year, one with the month, and one with the date. And you could label them as such. And um, maybe what I wanted to do is I could have maybe duplicated that column before I made this split. Yeah, because it fully transformed it. So our original right. is gone. So absolutely, you want to kind of take that into account. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but this gives me the ability here now yeah. to very easily split up based on the position, the ordinal position of those values within inside the column. And it works both on, in this case, numeric values. Uh, but it'll also work on uh, text values as well. So in this case, you'll notice here that what happened behind the scenes a little bit is it did some automatic data conversion where it converted it to text, did the split, and then it converted it back to numeric for me here all in one swoop. Gotcha. So if we wanted to bring back that leading zero, we could just manipulate the data type change and just remove it. And we'd have a 0803. Yeah, exactly. So I could kill that step. Boom. Got it exactly. Awesome. Yeah, we got all the info out of there. Perfect, perfect. Cool. So I think the last thing is there's a, f- a few things that have gone generally available. Uh, yes. For instance, the new filter pane experience is finally GA. In a couple months, um, and hopefully you guys have been following with us, uh, we ha- we've been leveraging this as the preview only because, as mentioned the first time, this is going to be the only way you can do- This is the new way. Right. So for a while there, if you remember, we had it kind of in both spots. That's when it was first introduced. And then if you paid close attention, even though still in preview, we if you had it on, you went away from the traditional one. Right. And now, this is what we got. And I honestly really do enjoy it. I really I like it, um, especially with the addition of the little filter icon on the visuals. I think it's fantastic and great. Now it's here, and it's the one to use. Yep. There was that. There was also aggregation. So if yep. you've been experimenting with doing aggregations on your uh, models, where yes. you kind of have that separate table defined with an aggregate, this is one that we covered several months ago yeah, at this it's been point. Yeah, a while, actually. It's now officially GA as well. So again, the idea there is you have a separate table where you've rolled the values up. And when you're using something like um, direct query, you might use the aggregated table as an imported table Correct. and then reference that uh, to have the aggregated values rolled up. So nice and a couple of connectors as well. Um, one that I'm kind of excited about, it's uh, in beta right now, but it's the ADLS Gen 2, so mm, Azure, Azure Data, Data Lake Storage Generation 2. That's in beta. That's going to be available to, for testing purposes. Yeah. And then there's also, we have the one for Dynamics 365 Customer Insights. Okay. So we're, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more and more around the Dynamics yeah. uh, kind of platform there, a lot more being introduced into Power BI. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. It's a shorter one this time, but hopefully you enjoyed what we saw. What was your favorite of what we displayed today? Is there one of the features that you really liked above some of the others? We'd love to hear from you. And uh, until next time, my name is Devin Knight. Of course, oh, let me not forget. Please subscribe. Please set your notifications so you know whenever we have any new videos coming out. Absolutely. Let us know that you're enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, then we don't want to hear from you. But (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. But of course, my name is Devin Knight, and I'm here with Manuel Manuel Quintana. Take care. Thanks a lot.